You're listening to A Good Miss, a golf podcast featuring golf addict Nick Richardson and the yes man, Charlie Leisler. Now, A Good Miss. All right, we're back. You sound a little better this time. What do you mean? Uh, uh, What? We had a lot of calls asking how Charlie was in the last episode. I, I was. You I was, enjoyed it. You I was and having a great. You time. and Andre are boys. I was having a great time. I would love to play golf with Andre. Dude, we got to figure out how to get down to Arizona and play with him. Anybody, Terry Cook will line us up. We're making a lot of friends. Yeah, we've. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it never seems to stop. And obviously, you're setting up so many of these things and uh, trying to. You know, we're. Yeah, we're moving right along with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, experiencing a lot of nice. Nice people, but also very successful golf um, golf people. So we've always talked about, like I put it on Facebook, that we always, I always kind of make fun of your golf game. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Because it's well, easy? Rightfully so. I mean, there's a time or two I shank one around or, or two around. You know, I might shoot 90 once in a while. Well, you haven't shot 90 in a long time. No, it's been a minute. You're right. But we're going we're gonna to take a left turn today, and we're going to make fun of me. Isn't that what NASCAR does? They only do left turns? Dude, speaking of this. Um, we'll introduce the guest in a second. There's a show on Netflix. It's about NASCAR. Yeah. It's awesome. I haven't seen it. They're not all dumb rednecks. Well, obviously. They're dude. athletes. Yeah, Have you seen are. the Formula One Dude, one? those guys are in shape. It's not like you see, you don't see a guy that looks like me out He's there. not drinking a bunch of bush lights and going out and turning yeah, could, left. Could, could you imagine if they were out there just, just, uh, just smoke a, you know, smoke a, smoke a bowl and Jeez. smash a couple <laughs> fireballs before they go out and there. Turn and turn left. They turn took nerves. Yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. We're going down there to that racetrack. We're going to get in there. We're going to start turning. <laughs> you know? No, it's not like that. Those guys, those guys There's are a actually, South Park episode those, of that. Yeah, those guys do all kinds of crazy stuff to stay in shape could you but i was at, to go even farther on this there was that last there was that last crash in the daytona yeah um oh it was when they were talking about left. and they were talking about how most drivers don't have their thumbs around the wheel because like they get jerked so hard giggity that <laughs> that um they can break their thumbs with the impact of the car like so they they hold it like this instead of yeah Hmm. Yeah, because there was one guy that was holding like that. You just well, they see teach you in driver's ed to hold on to it like this. So well, they're just following the rules. It's been a long time since driver's ed, little yeah. man. Um, okay, so we're going to be making fun of my golf game today. And what better way to do that to bring somebody that's been there since the beginning? Uh, my dad. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Craig. Dad. Nice to be here. Finally. Hi, uh, Craig. How you doing, Charlie? I'm good. I'm good, man. We're going to see how this goes because uh, basically my dad texted me the other day and he's like, hey, I got an idea for a show if, you, if you're desperate. I wasn't really desperate, but it, we were going to do one today about spring previews, tournaments we got coming up that we're excited about. And I just got to thinking about this one. I'm like, oh, this will be way better because um, we've got so many stories from you could too. You could tell stories about me. Yeah. Um, I had people reaching out on Facebook wanting to hear about the BB gun and the hot tub party and all sorts of stories that have nothing to do with golf, but know <laughs> that I got beat when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> mentally. Um, so, no, uh, first, before we get into that, uh, speaking of uh, father-son and a son going out there and trying, how about Charlie Woods? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, – I, I get why they want – you know, he wants to get him – wants to get him going now. So, what time better to start than now? That's tough. It's tough. I mean, he's out there. He's only 15. Yeah. He struggled. But Big time. He got a 12. I don't know. Like you asked – 
I should go back and find the shot tracer track or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I imagine a couple balls out of bounds or a couple balls in the water or something like that. Uh, he was getting harassed. People were trying to. He had his yeah, own security. Yeah, detail. they had people like demanding d- demanding autographs during his round, and it's just. And, and these are adults. Get a life. Fuck up. You know, it's it's uh, get a life. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty outrageous to to have adults. You know, harassing Tiger Woods' kid. It, it's just it doesn't make any sense. My dad said he goes, "Oh, did you see the comments? They weren't that bad." I'm like, "You're on the wrong website." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought the comments were all amazingly positive. But like you said, I was on the wrong <laughs> wrong website. The ones I saw were not. Yeah, there was there was a lot of nasty stuff going on there, which which is which is just unfortunate because he's going to get that. Well, Tiger wasn't there. Tiger didn't watch. But I he, had, he had his own security detail with him. He was probably he had, getting some rehab on that leg. Yeah. What do you think about him? I think he's done. I'm never going to say he's done again. I'm never going to say he's done again. Because I thought he was done and then he won a Masters again. So I'm not going to. It's going to be tough, man. It's He just doesn't seem like he his body can hold up, obviously. But he this, wasn't, this was an illness in, in uh, you know. An illness. There's yeah, air quotes. We're not illness, air, air quotes. I don't know what the heck happened. They brought a. Hell, they brought it, uh, an ambulance over to, I don't know, they gave him an IV or Figure something. Figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he partied. Maybe, Jordan maybe, Spieth, he was, maybe he went back to Old Tiger for a second. Jordan Spieth got DQ'd. Yep, signed the signed a- Because he had to take a leak. <laughs> he did. He had to go take a leak and they uh, signed his scorecard or went to go take a leak, came back, his scorecard was wrong and they DQ'd him. He, didn't, he didn't sneak behind a bar and- pee by a dumpster and have the cops follow him did, he? See? did you do that <laughs> we did this so we're going there already i love this craig yeah. you did that first time i ever got arrested you, that, was, that was your first time you got arrested <laughs> yeah we'll get into that and i was there i was in the bar I he told said him, don't I said, get arrested i said don't drive I said, home the cops are right out there and you're like yeah yeah just go home <laughs> this is great awesome yep came out of awesome. captains i um uh, Fortunately, there was a, a police officer there that I was friends with who chewed the arresting officer out. See, there's both. There's there's different sides of the story. No, yeah. there's one side. Jared here. Alger was in jail with me. We uh, we well, played. Don't, uh, don't don't incriminate other people. Here. He knows he was there. He'll be the first one to admit it. They had to strap him to a chair though. Then the well, Arnold's, Jesus, man. Are Arnold's we party. Yeah, <laughs> Arnold's Park Police Department calls me at one in the morning. You yeah. know uh, Nick Christensen? Yeah, we have him down here. I said, what do, we, what do I do? And they said, nothing. We're just calling you. I said, okay. Right. So then the next day, he had to do the walk of shame. Fortunately, it was only like, actually, it was, it was I got about halfway before I got picked And up. we asked him uh, about the conditions, and he said he uh, used a uh, cereal box for a pillow. <laughs> yep, because somebody else had the toilet paper. The hardcore criminals were using toilet paper, and later on, the next day or that day, he came down. And to eat breakfast, and he got out, uh, or he sat down to eat breakfast, and we grabbed a cereal box and said, you need a pillow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was 18. I won't say which establishment I was in, but you were, I was- You were 18. Yeah. And we went by boat, and he and my mom left, and they were like, don't get arrested. Have you, okay. <laughs> have you grown since 18? No, like, I haven't. Like, not as a person, but like- Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's still as a person. You uh, know? No, I think I stopped growing in eighth grade. Yeah, same. Did you see that picture I posted? Yeah, you look like a you look like a dweeb <laughs> with, the, with the frosted tips. Man. You had those too. I did not have. I, look at my head. Do you think I have frosted tips? <laughs> oh, so we had a lot of people reaching out to me on Facebook wanting to hear stories. So we went back, and Charlie, you can chime into this too. But the whole deal is, um, I've got fourteen stories. Some of them are tips. Some of them are like advice, and um, some of them are stories. And first, I want to talk about your fitting experience. Before we do that, I got to say something to Charlie. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-oh. introduction. Do it. First of all, I got my Detroit Lions yes, t-shirt on to <laughs> yes. remind Charlie who made it further this year, Detroit or the Giants. Well, I Just mean, checking. I mean, I, I guess, I guess uh, you're doing a little like what do you, what would you call it? Recency, <laughs> not regency, but recency, 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 recency bias. Because, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lions are like a like a skid mark on the Giants' <laughs> underwear. If True. you want to go to, if you want True. to organ, but congratulations! I was cheering for him. He's not hoping, a bandwagon fan either. He's been I, a fan. No, forever. I was. I was actually Since hoping, fourth grade. I was actually hoping they'd win. Yeah. It's, it's a good story. I like. I like a lot of their players, yeah. um, and uh, I think they got a bright future there. Hopefully, they can grow from what they did. But yeah, it's that's a good looking T shirt. You know, and uh, my neighbor Jake, though he's a real. Lions fan because whenever he talks about him, he uses the term "we." We. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we. I, yeah. I don't. I quit. Do I quit doing that. Yeah. yeah. People ask me, "Why are you a Detroit you? fan?" Yeah. I said, "I don't yeah, have a clue." You can't. You can't use "we." A lot of people. A lot, a lot of people have taken the the fan the fan experience a little too seriously. You know. Well, did you I'm know? Just, I'm, just, I'm obviously kidding because I, I I throw you, things that's around. You. I you. throw things around when my teams lose. So. The other thing, Charlie and. Uh, I brought two of the carvings from Hole in Ones. Yeah. Two different styles. Uh, since you had two Hole in Ones in the same round, yeah. which we will never get tired of, no, of bringing up no. because Did- it is insane. Yeah. But These things are pretty uh, cool. what I was looking at was. Either the one like I did before, which is kind of like a ship in a bottle, or I got the plate style. Yeah. And one of my ideas was doing a larger plate and doing carving two perfectly shaped women's breasts with the balls as the, 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 two, the two, part. two balls in the same area would be weird for me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, do, yeah, do that. I, I'm, I'm certainly into that. Didn't know he was going that way. Yeah, do whatever you want. I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be picky on it. I appreciated the first one. It looks, it looks very, very similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, whatever you want to put together, right. I'm, I'm in. These are the two right here that I that I. <gasps> you, could, you, know you could the, do a scrotum. Oh, that'd be good because he, he only has. Oh, he could hang it from his uh, <laughs> rear of his car. Yeah, his I could do the, the, rear, the rear view mirror. I, I could oh, throw it up there. Yeah. The other thing, this one's not for free. It's going to be a six pack yeah, of Guinness yeah, can, or I, something else. I can, I can, I can <laughs> handle the Guinness. That'd be fine with me. Oh and, man. Anyway, all right. That's okay. All I have okay. To say so about here, that. before we get to slamming me, Dad went out and got fitted for some new golf clubs. Uh, two months ago, up in Austads. Thank you, Ryan. Was the guy's name Tim? Tim. I know, but Ryan's the owner. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to go out there in a couple weeks once all the new brands have released their stuff. But we went out there. We met with Tim. Um, what did you think of the experience? I really asked you about it. It was wonderful, but the, I'm going to skip down to number uh, <laughs> way down on my list because it's on that topic is uh, Nick's whole life. He's always had nice clubs, and granted, there was always a catch. I wasn't ever going to buy him a set of clubs, but he had to meet me halfway on a lot of them. But I'm getting the payback now because just about every club I've had (laughs) since he was a kid are his hand-me-downs. So this, in my life, was the first time I've ever owned a set of new clubs. New irons. Yeah. Original shafts, too. He's never gotten any broken shafts that I had to do. (laughs) Oh, weird. That was a lot of the comments on Facebook was asking about how many shafts he's witnessed me break. And I would say it's under... Three. I don't think you've ever seen me. I don't think I have. See, uh-uh. um, I've seen more. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you pound oh. a few. Oh, somebody wrote, somebody messaged me on Facebook, and who was it? They're like, uh, "Man, we were playing in Ames one time, and you threw a wedge fifty yards." 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. But we had a good good experience. First brand new set ever. Mizuno's. We've hit them once here, right? I haven't used them at all. Oh, you haven't used them no, at all? No, I haven't used them uh, yet. The woods no. you did. Yeah, I might. Because you yeah. got to take those home. Yeah, you're right. Would you recommend going out to Austad's? Oh, it was in, it was incredible because you were kind of well, I was steering towards the Algona place mm-hmm. because of what you said in the podcast, and but it's quite a bit, it's a little bit further, and and I didn't want to, I just thought I'd try Austad because it was simple, and the guy that fitted me, Tim, was more my age. Sure, seems like he had a insane amount of experience and it just blew me away how and i've recommended it to a couple other people both i'll go and here but haven't been here i said don't be afraid to go to ostad's and you got 15 to 20 more yards yeah on a seven iron on a seven iron yeah and and you know you know you think about you could spend a lot a lot of money but you know typically you can you don't have to break the bank to get like a really, I mean, no, really to, didn't. to get a really good set of, yeah. Well, I hit the Titleist really well, and I was getting the exact same numbers on the Mizunos for five five hundred bucks less. There you go, yeah. And uh, he got pitching wedge to six iron, then a then a, a hybrid and a and a seven wood. Okay, and it filled all yeah. his gaps. Yeah. yeah, he was flying a seven iron one hundred and twenty yards and five. He's like, I just want to hit a seven iron one hundred fifty, and sure enough, he was. And the guy was like, he's hitting on him, hitting on hitting him on ropes. He's like, what are you, what are you even doing here? He's like, because he's been playing my title as DCI 981 since those are my irons in 2001, 23 years ago. So now we're excited to get out and play with those this spring. Um, yeah. So but the other thing is, uh, it was really educational for me as far as the loft and lie mm-hmm. and how they adjust the head. Because when I was a kid growing up, it used to drive me nuts watching, you know, Jack Nicholas and Tom Weisskopf and all those guys in the late '60s and early '70s, and they're hitting these these irons like uh, 20 yards further than me back then. And I'm thinking it can't be the same club. It absolutely cannot be the same club. I don't mm-hmm. care what you tell me. And then I found out in this day and age, and from Tim at Austad's, he said, "Oh no, the the clubs today." Are stronger. Are stronger than the ones back then. And it's like, ha I'm sure so it was a seven that. iron was a five iron. Yeah, I'm sure it was yeah. that way back then. Yep. Those guys are taking their clubs in and getting them adjusted. And, well, and when Vokey was on Yeah, when we yeah. had Bob, I mean, they're just he was just shaving them down, yeah. you know, adjusting all kinds of things, tweaking them. Eyeballing you know, it. Yeah, with yeah, with the naked eye in a, in a van outside of a golf tournament all over the country. It's uh, pretty spectacular what that they was can. so cool. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty sweet. So, yeah, if you're getting fitted for golf clubs, go out to Austad's again. You can also call our friend John over at uh, I'll Go to Golf Ranch. We went there last year. That was a fun experience. Um, Austad just had more to pick from, too. They get everything at um, Algona, but it was they had them on hand. He was your hand. This was you handing him your credit card. <laughs> Shaking. <laughs> Shaking. Yep. Um, you're going to like him, though, and you won't have to yeah. get another set for no. He said forever, and the guy's like, "That's pretty morbid." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that was so uh, you're all you squeak when you walk, but you live comfortably. You're retired, and we're gonna go back. This is num- my number. This was my number one before I added my number two. So, in oh man, fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, um, I always walked out, walked to the go- walked at the golf course or whatever. My dad comes out one day, and he got me a ball retriever, and we're on number. Uh, Oh man, it's at Sherry Golf Course. 
Um, Mission, Texas. Mission, Texas. It was on the, the let's see, 19, 20, 21. Hole 22, the hole with the wall, the two greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the water. Mm-hmm. And you got that ball retriever out. We're like, oh, let's pick for balls. We're gonna we're we're not gonna buy golf balls because they're freaking expensive, and that was right when the Pro V One came out, and I couldn't afford them. Only thing I could afford was uh, picking balls. So we were picking balls at Sherry Golf Course, and that was fine. Taking my shoes off, wading in the ponds, not using the ball retriever. It was like a muni, the muniest of muni golf courses ever. Speaking of ponds, didn't you didn't you jump in one this past year? You loser. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I was looking for balls. <laughs> no, he wasn't looking for balls. We're gonna get one. Well, no, we're gonna have to interrupt and tell stories <laughs> inside oh, of God, stories dude, it was because the last you, of the year. you you threw your club <clears throat> into a pond at a local golf course, oh, and it was kind of floating at the top. So you decided you're gonna just go ahead and jump in there and. Get that was it. my last round of the year. I didn't even want to play. You that day. still stink like shit. After. <laughs> <laughs> I went in. I went down to my skivvies. Max Rasmussen and his buddy were there, and the grip was floating. And I'm like, that's a newish wedge. I would have gone head first in there, but I went down and got it, and that was my last hole for the day. I called God. it. So, anyways, you were waiting with yeah. We with... waited. We were waiting ponds. So we do this for a couple of weeks and find hundreds of golf balls, clean them up, and then we went to a different hole on the uh, number ten. It's between number ten and number. I can't believe you remember what hole. Ten and seven. Oh, I played a million rounds yeah, there growing true. up. Yeah. So a lot of holes. we were there between. There's a pond between ten and seven. And it was a steeper bank, and it was like muddier, like a, a clay bottom. So we're picking balls. Can't really find any because that pond's like 30 feet deep. Well, we go home, and my freaking – all of a sudden, my legs just like break out in a rash. What's wrong? Nothing. We're recording. I've been checking. Just making sure. Knock on wood. And I break out in this nasty rash, and we're like, what the hell is going on? It's only coming up to my thigh. How old are you with this? <sighs> oh, young. 10. 10. <laughs> Yeah, that was he wasn't was getting in the water. That was the first time he had a rash. Snapping turtles, biting like <clears throat> water snakes. What are you doing in the water? He said, "Go get him." We're not spending golf money on golf balls. We're gonna pick for balls, and uh, ended up having. I don't know if we went to the hospital or the doctor's office, but uh, Steve Havner was the pediatrician. He's like, "What are we doing?" It's like eh, it might have been in some waiting in some chemical. <laughs> chemical mm-hmm. waste mm-hmm. and uh you said well i probably shouldn't do that anymore it hasn't stopped me i'll do it at brooks i'll do it at emerald I'll do it everywhere i go stuck with me you're so tough dude well now uh, i give the balls to the high schoolers well and uh <clears throat> and then find them over again two or three times over yeah. that's pretty that's pretty accurate my version of the story is almost identical i think it was a sunday morning i don't think we were going out to play golf i think i was that was the rite of passage where I was going to teach you how to find golf balls because growing up in Audubon, Iowa, I mean, that's what we did every day. I mean, including the Jensen boys at the Harvester. Mm -hmm. We grew up hunting, playing golf all day long and then uh, walking the cornfields and the cricks. And and I said, "That's, that's the way to do it. And so I was going to take you out and teach you that. And like you said, we, you, there's one other thing. When we came out of there, we were covered in hundreds of leeches. leeches. Oh my but they weren't like big black ones. They no, were itty bitty ones. ones. It was so disgusting. And <laughs> so I think I had counted it. It was like a five-gallon bucket of balls we had and thinking, see, look how much money we saved. And then the back then, of course, the doctor bills were way less, and it was like a $35 copay. And I'm thinking, oh, I guess we got a bucket of balls. Got our money. I got a leech attached to my bird down there, but yeah. here we are. So <laughs> listen to this, too. This is a, this is, he won't listen to this either, and neither will my aunt. But uh, So my uncle used to like work at a par three golf course, and he'd always have like 
a five gallon bucket or whatever from when balls he'd pick up. Well, he brings them down. This I was young then too. I was like eight or nine. Brings me. Do you remember this? Keep going. I'm not sure. He brings me a five gallon bucket of golf balls, and I had a spot in our yard. We lived out in the middle of like grapefruit and orange groves, mm-hmm. so I would just blast golf balls from this one spot out into the field, and I wouldn't go get them because they were shit balls. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uncle comes down for Christmas or something that one year, and he's like, "We're gonna go play golf." And he's like, "Where are those golf balls at?" I'm like, "I hit them." He's like, "What do you mean you hit them? Where are they?" I'm like, "They're out in the field." Well, goddamn it, that's the last time I'm ever <laughs> gonna give you a fucking gift. <laughs> I do remember that. And uh, he was so pissed he hadn't. He held that against me till this day. With that. <laughs> and then you want to know a funny story? <laughs> Ready for this one? This is right when you and my mom split up. This is bad, and the whole world's gonna know, and they're gonna laugh their ass off. And the people that were there. You know who you are. You're guilty too. So my uncle, uh, my grandparents passed away and they were building a house at next door to my mom's, that big ass one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went to te- They were living with me for a little bit when I was up here when I was 18. Got to live at that house by myself. Biggest yeah. mistake my parents ever made. Um, Been there. So my uncle, they go to Texas. Him and my aunt go to Texas. And ever get, you're another one? Yeah, I'll do one more. <laughs> Should we do it. a shot fireball? Yeah, might as well. There you go. Um, I wanted to. Yeah. So aunt and uncle leave and we have this basement of the garage and I'm just farting around and there's a bunch of cool shit. And I like, there's this tarp on the wall and I'm like, what's this? And I, I'm 18 years old. I pull this tarp down and it's like cases of booze. Cases, captain Morgan. The best Captain X, like fancy, <laughs> oh, the, goodies. the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolute. I mean, you name it. A TI top shelf. Dude, I ran in the house. I got my flip phone. I was like, got on the phone with all my boys. I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe this. They're like what? It's like a Tuesday night. <laughs> Like, you got to get over here and see this. It's like the angels are like, ah, you know, just, just, <laughs> we drank all of it. Oh, boy. We drank all of it. All of it. Oh, yeah. And then you can chime in, too. There's uh, going to be hell to pay. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> uh, thanks, Heath. Yeah. We're going to do a shot of fireball here, but we're going to thank our guy, Heath Williams. Hey, what's up, boys? We're at Oak Hill Outdoor. They're so nice to let us uh, record here from time to time. They've got the best simulators in the lakes area. The distances are right. The putting is fun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Looks like I gotta get more. Gotta get more. That's good for me, I guess. <laughs> so if you're in the Lakes area, you're looking for a place to come do simulator golf. What is it an hour, Heath? 40. 40 bucks an hour, but they got an awesome setup here. Freaking fantastic pizza. Oak Hill Outdoor in Milford, Iowa. Back to the story. Drank all the booze, whatever. Gary and Marsha come back. Oops, my aunt and uncle come back and, uh, <laughs> the next summer. And I think you guys got divorced the next year because Gary and you... You could correct me if I'm wrong. Gary and him are in the driveway. And he's like, well, you know, I uh, had a bunch of alcohol in the basement, you know, and got back this year and it's gone. My dad's like, well, you shouldn't have left it with an 18-year-old kid. <laughs> Those are the missing years. Was that I mean, the, that's no, a good that was point. the beginning of the missing years. I mean, years. Craig, you got a good point. You know, you really shouldn't. You know, an 18-year-old kid normally is going to kind of take care of that. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie you could it. probably get some hush money out of him. On all this. No, let's Fuck go. It. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> sure. All of it. And we put the bottles back. <laughs> All right. We're going to do it. Wait, our... you put the bottles back? Oh, you yeah. Did you, did you film with iced tea? That would no. be hilarious. <laughs> uh, All right. All we're right. going to do our ceremonial well, shot of thanks, fireball. Heath. Thanks, thanks, Heath and, and Oak Hill for having us out here. Cheers, Cheers boys. boys. For goodness. Make now. it a good one. Cheers. Make it a good one. Cheers. Oh, yum. Ooh, that was a good one. Oh, God. Okay, but back to the golf. Thanks again. Thanks, Heath. Uh, do you have a story? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I'm kind of like you. I'm, some of this is, a lot of these are funny, but some of them are serious and rants. But I'd like to open up with 
complimenting both you guys on uh, receiving constructive criticism whenever I call you after I listen to an episode. And I don't listen to all the episodes, but occasionally I'll call call you up and say, hey, you know, this was really good, but you might want to, and you nine times out of 10 say, yeah, 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 I'm already on top of that. You exactly <laughs> know what I'm talking about. And, and We don't apologize. No. No. Um, yeah. Uh, also... <laughs> <laughs> you did last Saturday when I saw you at the. Uh, that was fun. You were having fun, and we had a great guest, Andre. If you listen to this, man, we can't wait to play with you in person. But go ahead. Anyway, and another thing, after reading the comments on your introductory post about oh, this yeah. episode, I got a kick out of reading comments from uh, some of your former classmates that I actually had as students. Say them. And for those of you out there that don't know, I <clears throat> taught elementary PE, and no, I don't want to hear or I give a shit about how you were picked last when you were a kid because I don't care but some of his listeners and former Good. classmates I want to say a couple things to them and you know who you are out there is first of all I apologize if you all have PTSD from me being your PE teacher and uh, that's a rabbit hole we could go down for yeah. they had it easy and if you remember the uh, monthly award we had called the golden sneaker that you all thought was random no no it was star performer choice Day. star performer star performer that's right you guys all thought it was a random drawing of of the best <laughs> kids in pe i'm telling you right now there was nothing random about it when we drew those names out we knew exactly who we were going to call <laughs> I got picked. And, one. If we, That's fucking great. and if we pulled uh -huh. out a name like Charlie Leisler, we'd say, "Oh hell no, yeah. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen." That's what about great. the kids who had to walk the track? Did you already know those two? Yes, we did. Remember the bad yeah. kids? Yeah, we oh, get like free so, choice Friday. We go play, and like the bad pre, kids had to go walk. Premeditated winners. Yeah, so I want to apologize, you guys, for that. But on the other hand, the red foreman in me comes out, and it's like, suck it up, Buttercup, because Nick grew up during that '70s show era, and Honestly, 70s, he thought his middle name. That 70 show he meant. Red, yeah, yeah, Red yeah, yeah. Foreman. I know. Yeah. So when he <laughs> I was. I call my kid a dumbass for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you were little, somebody asked you at school or something what your name was, and you said Nick Thomas Christensen. And his mom and I said, Oh, how cute. He thinks his middle name is Thomas. He misheard us. It was a dumbass. Should we still tell a, him? He's still a dumbass. Well, I oh, said, should, we said, should we tell him now? Nah, let's just let him write yeah. it out. So No, I, but Carson gets it too. That's a term of endearment. It's yeah. a term of endearment. No, good for you, everybody there. Uh, he just destroyed all your hopes and dreams of Star Performer <laughs> yeah. Choice Day. Now you can, did, did, you give, did you give him like a certificate? Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he, they got to like pick what game you wanted to play. Yeah, you got to. Oh, that was Germ the other thing that was catched was a catch was if you were a if you won the the prize you got to come up front and as a committee you got to choose what game we played that day well they we would only give them a choice of about three that that we as the coaches were willing to play <laughs> so, okay. so they thought they were getting this this choice and it's like no you're not getting a choice you're going to do what we want to do so this isn't this isn't golf but mom told me she's like you got to tell the belt loop story so <laughs> this was one I've told everybody. Um, he was my PE teacher. And the other day I told Emerson this. We're at the house and I'm like, Emerson, if you ever get in trouble at school, who are you going to call? She goes, mom. I said, wrong answer. So you're in more trouble if you call your mom. And I, she goes, well, why? 
because I don't, I'm not going to get mad at you. Mom will take it easy on you. And she goes, well, why is it that way? Because that's, that's the way it was in my house. Because I heard my fucking teachers from kindergarten to fifth grade. I didn't get away with anything. Nothing. Nothing. Teachers are like, who do you want me to call? I made the mistake saying my mom one time. And I got hell to pay at home because it was like, we call your mom. She can take it easy on you. Nope. So every time I got in trouble, they'd say, who are you going to call? Call your dad, whatever. Well, we were in PE one day and we were doing bowling. And uh, I was in lane three. I could take you to the spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. PTSD. Uh, I know his name, his name was Ray. Ray Coronado, I think, was his name. And he's bowling. And I'm like getting in his lane trying to fuck with him. <laughs> See? <laughs> I remember this. Fucks with him. And uh, he saw me. <laughs> Whistles. <gasps> Fucking look over. He's like. Get in my office. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I was, this is, I was in fifth grade, third, fourth or fifth grade fucker grabs me by the belt loop, throws me in the office. Everybody's like, Nick's going to die. It was a gentle shot. It was not. It was a throw <laughs> and I hit the other wall and might've got a concussion, but that's not true. When he uh, was in high school, they'd be sitting out in the yard around the campfire and I'd occasionally walk out and sit, We'd all throw our cigarettes sit, in the Yeah, fire. sit down with them and it never failed to come up. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Remember when your old man grabbed you by the belt letting three in the office? That's funny. Never then, lived that one down. And then he'd always tell his coworkers, he's like, don't take it easy because they never, they never yelled at me because I was the coach's kid. Right. So he always made it 10 times worse when I got in trouble. But he's like, don't take it easy on me. And I remember we were playing baseball one time and this girl, her name was Liza, and she had a lazy eye. And she was, we were playing softball and she sucked. And I was like, but Coach Carranza, she wouldn't steal second. I'm like, Liza, why are you so stupid? Steal. And Coach Carranza goes, Nick. Go sit on the bench. <laughs> and the bench was a bad place to be. I never got sat. I never sat on the bench. You remember that? Yep. <laughs> and then we had to like play with those balls that you could hear. If you saw a picture of them, you could hear them. The balls you could hear. And they get covered with stickers and you'd play kickball and you'd catch it. And you'd be like, ah, chingo. <laughs> you didn't have that. Oh, yeah. The, you know, the, the, the rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so golf. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. One more on that. We're going to go down rabbit holes. So. Not, not getting away with anything. I'd be in the building for some reason. I'd be walking down the hallway back to the gym. And I'd, I'd see Nick walking down the hallway from class with like a bathroom pass in his hand. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to the bathroom. I go, you going to pee your pants? He goes, no. And I think, get your ass back to class. I said, <laughs> God. Uh, I remember one time I was taking a shit. <laughs> In the handicap stall, and this kid Diego Lopez looks over the deal, and I'm picking my nose, <laughs> and he fucking's like, "I'm telling everybody," and I was like, "No, no, 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 please don't." So I had to give him like two bucks to not tell anybody. But he was washing <laughs> your poop. <laughs> he was a bad kid, though. Yeah, he too. was washing your poop, though. That's that's, that's on him. <clears throat> what a, right, we, what a weird. Okay, thing. my turn. Uh, tip of the day. Tip of the day. Oh yeah. This is a positive. What I've taken this. Um, uh, unsolicited golf ice i try not to do it it's really hard you did some you, you still do from time to time it's hard but i it's try gotten, not it's to. gotten better it's hard it's gotten better but he would never give me swing tips he would always say uh it would always be on etiquette and <laughs> well hey <laughs> if anybody needs help on etiquette i'm not talking in backswings though and I'm no. marking my ball. I'm not walking no. in your yeah, line. Yeah. I'm, I'm very respectful you're, you're, when it comes to that. Your more the temp. The, That's the, the we're going to get there. Temper. We'll get there. Um, no, what this? You want to know why I drive the golf cart? Because you're anal about it. Yeah, I am because yeah. of him. You know why? 
Where do you put the golf cart? Where do you put your clubs? Between between the green and the next hole. Why? Because it's shortest distance and you don't hold people. Same reason you don't write your score down on the green. Exactly. Yeah. Saves you time. It's on the way to the next hole. Where do you put your golf clubs? If you're if you're chipping, where do you put your golf clubs? Between the green and the next tee. Why? Same reason. So you don't lose it. Oh, true. Hell hath no fury like Craig Christensen if you lose a fucking golf club on the golf course. Oh, my God. I am calling the golf course, and I'm friends with all these guys. Mike, I lost a pitching wedge. Can you please find it or get me a new one? Because my dad's going to kill me. Yeah. And Ernie Eddie, or not Ernie Eddie, Eddie Hassel. Yeah. We were playing in Okaboji View one year, and I was like 12. And uh, this is so funny. He brings this up every year. He goes, there was a tournament out there one day and you were playing with your dad and you lost your pitching wedge and you were so afraid that your dad was going to kill you because you lost that golf club. That's funny. He brings this up every year at league. So I hope he listens to that one. But yeah, take that into account. Set the cart on the way to the next hole to save time. If you're going to chip, put your golf club in between you and the next hole so you don't lose it. Because you look like an asshole when you have to come back and I say, guess, Did you guys I find guess I always just put a shortest distance for me to walk to the to oh. the car. So you're that asshole that goes parks on the fringe? <laughs> no, you know uh, I'm That's not. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that yeah. etiquette, that etiquette thing, that tip of the day on a serious note is. Make a short story long. Yeah. To know, it's that whole tip of the day is nobody wants to be just hounded the whole round on you know, your swing. And uh, so what I would do is if we went on Sunday morning to the Church of the Holy Golf Course. Because we didn't go to church. No. So we would would play golf and I would say at the beginning, you know, the tip of the day, whatever he he didn't do, I'd correct him and say that was it. And I'd leave it at that no matter how much it was like fingernails on the chalkboard. When he'd screw up, it's like keep it to one one thing. And one day we went out on a Sunday morning with – one of his classmates and the classmate's dad. I can't remember his <gasps> name. Oh, at, uh, and Mitchell. This other dad, from start to finish, he was terrible. Every single shot, that poor kid had to listen to his dad correct him on absolutely everything. And Nick and I are walking side by He's side. Bad. This this dad yeah. is terrible. Nick and I are walking side by side down the fairway, out out of earshot, and Nick told me he said to me right then he goes thank you for not doing that oh, i can't stand it yeah. so you know what's funny is i have that's my number 14 is i okay. put this kid was on my hockey team mm-hmm. and it was when tiger first got out and he had the nike the new nike golf clubs as mm-hmm. junior set and uh we're walking and <laughs> his dad hits his dad's bad golfer i was 12 years old and i was better than him and uh his dad hits a bad one and i go and it kicks a hit kicks a tree hits a tree and kicks left and i'm like that'll play do you remember that? I have that one written down. I'll get to it too. Yeah. I have that written was it, down. His name was Mitchell. Something Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Not Andy Mitchell, but. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Mitchell. Uh, golly. Because he he loved golf, but man, I, I didn't want to play with him anymore. Do you remember the guy mm-hmm. at Sherry? Austin Matthews remembers this guy. Austin, you're going to listen to this one. With uh, His name was John. He had the uh, no hand. Austin never had to sit on the bench either. He was a good kid. <laughs> He was a good kid. We, so that's what's cool about this podcast is it's brought me back to some uh, high school friends that I haven't talked to in a long time. I really re- enjoyed catching back up with them. But John, he was in the war and he lost his like left hand. And we were playing one day and he like cast that metal thing so he could hold on to a golf club. Wait, is, is this Happy Gilmore's? <laughs> no, no. You don't remember that guy? Jobs. His yeah. name was John. Uh-uh. 
I I talked to Austin probably six months ago about this guy. He goes, oh, yeah, that guy was freaking good at golf. He only had like two fingers on his left hand because he lost his hand in the war. And he his like smoking hot metal. He like wrapped it around his hand so he could hold a golf club and he'd clip it in. And that was wow. just one of the old dudes that I met at the golf course. Um, so, Austin, I know you'll remember that guy. What do you got on your list? Um. I've got them in chronological order from when you were little, but after the etiquette thing. Oh, of course, etiquette was my other one was watch it till it stops, Mm -hmm. which I need to mention because, you know, when you're teaching somebody to golf, they they don't ever watch the ball when they hit a bad shot. It goes into the rough and then they can't find it. And if you you know, Charlie, you've played a lot of golf. It's like, God damn it. Watch your fucking ball. Till it stops. Mm -hmm. And well, then my wife a couple of years ago decided she wanted to really get serious about golf and that was one of the things when we'd go out and she's really really hard on herself when it comes to golf and she'd hit it in the rough and not look at it and it was everything i could do to not say god damn it watch it till it stops but she's only hitting it five yards so it's how hard could it be to find it i mean so so there are there are certain times i don't like if i if i know i mean it's obviously i miss a lot if it's gone or or, you know, they've played these courses so many times around here. I know the vicinity where it's at. Because there'll be times where, like, it's it's so bad, I know where it's at. Yeah. But, yeah, on the majority of the time, you need to watch that thing because it could ricochet. Well, and you, and it you, could ricochet you, off a tree. I mean, it could go right or left yeah. or forward, back. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. And well, I you still play do. enough golf, you still got an idea where it's at. Where a novice doesn't, doesn't have, a have a clue. Yeah, they, they, they're looking they for their tee. Yeah. It could have gone 100 yards. Yeah. It could have gone 200 yards. And then you're, yeah. it takes you 18 minutes to find yeah. a ball, which obviously we're not Like number that. two blue or two white at Brooks. If you hit it right or left yeah, on that yeah, hole, it's gone. Yeah, just yeah. just leave it alone. No, so, I, I, teach the high, I teach the high schoolers that. Watch yeah. it till it stops. Yeah. Watch it till it it's stops. It's tough. <sighs> so another one was when he was little, he, you know, like any kid, never picked up his dirty clothes and never put his toys away and shit. And so one year, one Smart. year I came home from work or what, I don't remember the details, but same old shit, you know, everything's laying around, didn't put anything away. So I went and took his prized possession, his golf clubs. I mean, that was gold, right? And I went and took them out in the yard and we had an acre and I just chucked them all over the yard, the entire the entire yard and he comes home and sees it in absolute not that nick has a temper of course. <laughs> oh no he, not at all. he went ballistic and he is just just screaming and yelling and his mom is he was talking to his mom about how he's going to get even with me and his mom said to him don't go there don't go there <laughs> oh man wonder what that would have been like yeah oh yeah Jesus. i mean just just a back and forth <laughs> It wouldn't actually. It wouldn't have gone back and forth. It'd have gone back once, and then he'd have probably he'd have handled it a, a lot, a lot harder. But I hit think. him where it hurts. Yeah, hit him where it hurts. Yeah. Either money. Oh, or bullshit! <laughs> so you know what else we do, Charlie? If I didn't mow the yard with it, we're not talking about the money, but if like I didn't pick up my shit, he'd throw my toys out in the yard, and then he'd go mow over them. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I ever did. You that. did. You did. And you mm. said, "If you want those toys, you better pick up your shit," because I was pick buying them up, all dude. that. It was my money. I had to get up, my dude. golf clubs well, off eBay. If we were driving eBay. down the road and he was being an obnoxious in the back seat, I'd snatch away his little matchbox cars or Hot Wheels and I'd pretend like I chuck them out the window. <laughs> or, good, <laughs> you know good. what else we do? It's like we live. Sorry, go on, go on. We're gonna. This would be a fun one. Hope everybody's enjoying this. We're gonna. <laughs> I would be 
I wasn't a bad kid. I would say no, I just had good. bad luck. You sound like you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I was but... an only child, so I could get away with whatever I wanted. Yeah, um, I didn't get away with anything. So we lived uh, five miles away from Mexico. So if uh, I ever left my shit out, I didn't do chores, whatever, my dad would be like, all right, let's get in the truck. <laughs> shit truck that i got made fun of for years for driving and riding in and he'd take me to the cruddiest neighborhood where they had dirt floors and just like terrible and <laughs> and he would be like you're montgomery could, yeah montgomery your life could be so much worse look at these people they're here illegally they don't have any freaking carpet your life could be so much better or so much worse and i'm like yes sir I never said sir. But no, I was like, yes, did. yep, yep. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's life lessons. Yep. So br- our children have it easy. Brittany has no idea how easy I am on our kids when it comes to leaving toys out of my like, It's not that big a deal. Well, and Peyton or Austin, one of them mentioned the broken windows. Oh, yeah. So we had a deal. We had a deal where- That was bad, <clears throat> that was bad luck. It, true. I, I agree most of the time. They're old windows. Yeah. He'd break a window <laughs> and he'd have to pay for it and- down there in South Texas, you know, he wasn't able to have a job because you had to be bilingual, and, and he only has fake Spanish. So <laughs> the bad uh, words, I know the bad words. Yeah. Anyway, so we had a deal was uh, every time he mowed the yard, I'd pay him ten bucks, and if he'd break a window or something, we'd just figure out the cost of the window, and <laughs> we'd write on the calendar how many mowings he owed me. And at one point, he owed me 17 mowings. Oh, wow. You're breaking a lot of windows. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, though. The, but they were brittle windows. Some of them was because of hockey. It's not a phase, Dad. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a phase, Dad. Oh, man. We got to get in the BB gun and the hot tub party. But um, you were there to witness Grettinger. Yes, I was. That was sad. <laughs> was that when you choked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you choked hard Choke there. Choke is such a hard word. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty accurate. Max Burke was fault. It's he, your fault. You can't blame me, anybody he told else. Me that he told me he did an eight on number so four. So be careful with a, Charlie Woods. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I. Max told me he hit an eight. I hit an eight. I should have hit a seven. I wanted to hit a seven, and I lost. But it was getting dark, so I was rushed. Um, okay, so here's another one that goes off of kind of like taking golf serious. Um and practicing, not necessarily practicing, but um, we were on number 19. So my course growing up, Charlie, was 27 holes. So there was one to nine, nine, uh, 10 to 18, 19 mm-hmm. to 27. So on number 19, and I I was, oh, let's see, I had to have been seven. That's what I put on my notes here. We were on number seven at Sherry Golf Course, you know, number seven, um, whatever. Old course? or oh, 19 to 27. Yeah. So off over by the city. And I have like a seven footer or something. And I just get up to it and I hit it. Well, and he's like, nope, nope. And I missed, obviously. He's like, nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that. And I missed the next one. I missed the next one. I missed the next one. He's like, I am not going to come out here and play golf with you if you're not going to fucking try. You're going to sit here. And that's where I learned how to putt. That was where I learned how to sit down and I read a putt because I, <laughs> I've always been afraid of like, if I tap it in and miss it, I'm going to get fucking beat. <laughs> I never got beat. <laughs> Thank you. But do you remember that? Kind of. That was very, very early on in the golf career. And it was like, dang. Yeah, on a serious note. Um, <laughs> Charlie, I, you feel bad for he, me yet? No, not at all. Nick might have this one on his list too. But my don't, don't bully. Don't bully kids. I said, I told him the story about. Well, when he was probably, what, 12 or 14, we went to the harvester. Oh, 
So those of you out there, <clears throat> there's a family of five boys and one of them owns the harvester, but the, all five boys are very active in it. And they grew up in the same town. We played golf literally every day of the summer, hundreds and hundreds of rounds together. And <clears throat> these boys had kind of a tough childhood and they put up with a lot and they all became wildly successful. And I, one of them is I'm still very close with one of them. He often invites me to come down to the harvester, which if you don't know that, it's one of the premier courses in the state of it's Iowa. It's the premier course in the state of Iowa. And it's, and it's very exclusive. And he invites me to come down and I've been down there several times. And, um, so one year Nick got to go with me and we played and they rolled out the red carpet for us, and Nick didn't see any of this coming. And then when we left the course that day, and I said to him, "This is why you don't oh. bully. This is why you don't bully kids. Because as a kid, if you're bullying someone, you never know what they're going to turn into. And those guys turned into incredibly great human beings, despite what anybody says out there. And to this day, I'm very." grateful to those guys for what they've done for me and and uh, one of them was caitlin clark's uh, aau coach nice the caitlin uh, clark the, the one that owns the, the scoring record we have another harvester who? story caitlin who yeah, <laughs> we have another harvester story all right about the same time is it corn or, or <laughs> no 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 uh, yeah. uh <laughs> played a golf tournament out there same deal it was like an iowa pga event i went out and i uh went out and i uh shot a hundred Oh, good. My bag broke on the 15th hole and it pissed me off because I had to carry it like a fucking suitcase <laughs> and uh, went out and shot 100 and everybody laughed at me and they might not have, but I laughed at myself. I didn't laugh at myself. I wanted to kill myself. Um, went out afterwards with one of the, with, with Dave. Yeah. No. Do we go out with Dixon? Yeah. I, I was thinking Dick and, and his son played with us too. We went out, Charlie, and I shot even par on nine holes and they're like, you just shot 100 and now you're out here. You shot even yeah. par. Yeah. That was you're the most there. I know. You're a sandbag. That's not. Uh, I don't. You're I don't. Such a sandbag. I don't dude. think that's the. I don't think that's the fact. You ever the, you ever bounce a putter off of a cart path? Not a putter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I shit. Have. Yeah. Putters, drivers. Five yellow. Which one's that? Airport hole. Oh, <laughs> was that when I? We were playing with Joel and Nate. I don't remember. No, it was league. But yeah, you, you you threw it about forty five yards. Was that when I was three under through four? I think you had a really good round, and then you went. Anyway. No, that was on number nine. I was four under through three holes, and I shot even. And uh, my putter didn't make it home that night. You know, you know, one thing that that I thought was just a, just a douche move that you did was the one day. The one day uh, we had a tournament at Emerald, and you're throwing out fucking marshmallows all over the course, and people are thinking <laughs> that's they're the best that's move. Dale Dale I hate that Dale move. I hate that oh move. My God. I hate that move. That's the best I hate move, that move ever. Because like, because like, I wanted to, I wanted to stuff them all in your mouth. Are you like, kidding me? You're like that? Bag. No, I hated it. What? I was playing with you. Yeah, because you're getting mad. It's like fucking marshmallows right over. No, 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 no. You were throwing them out. I'm like, dude, stop. And then there was a whole bunch of people. Somebody smashes out. You throwing out marshmallows? Was that at Brooks or Emerald? No, was it Emerald? You're an you're I did it for at Kiwanis. It was yeah, it was some tournament like that. There's like that's a else. fun one though. Yeah, shut up. Kiwanis, Joel got all mad at me. He's like, it's still yeah, funny. it's not funny. I, Kiwanis, dude, we're all getting hammered and whatever. It, it, still, it's funny. It's not I think funny. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, see, look, look at these guys. Like, I got oh. the idea from my 
one of my close friends, Dale Brewer, is a manager at Fairway over in Esterville, and he's the one that would bring a bag of marshmallows and pull that one all the time. God. So yeah, and they're that, like, oh, it'd gum up the mower. I'm like, fuck the mower. They run over rocks and golf yeah. balls. I think a marshmallow would be just fine. That what you said <laughs> earlier about that comment that'll that'll play. Yeah. So I had that written down here. So when Nick was about ten years old, we're out, we'd play on Sunday mornings, and I'd tell him before we went out. Now Nick, since it's, we're just a twosome, when we go in the pro shop, they're gonna there's a good chance they'll stick us with another twosome that we don't know. And uh, that always happened. We'd be playing, so he did learn. He learned how to play with you know adults that he didn't know. But I'd always told him prior to that, I said, when as far as etiquette goes, I said, if you can't think of something good to say after someone hits a ball, just say that'll play. Good miss. And yeah. uh, Sometimes they so aren't, we're out on a Sunday morning. Sure enough, they stick us with, you know, a couple of adults that we don't know and introduce ourselves and we're playing along. And one of the guys hits probably a worm burner, but down the middle of the fairway. And I said to the I said to the guy. That'll play. And Nick looks up and he goes, hey, Dad, you always said to me that if some, you can't think of anything nice to say, just say that'll play. You said that in front of the yes. people? Yeah. Oh, that's yes. Hilarious. And the other one was, if you're familiar with the Dickie Doo, the Dickie Doo story. Is that where like Faiso? If, no, it's if you're teeing off and you don't get it past the women's tee box. Uh, you gotta whip it then out. you got to pull your pants yeah, down and yeah. play, show your, play show your, your pants down. Show I thing. told him that story just as a joke. Yeah. And sure enough, we're playing with two strangers. Oh, no. I don't remember and, that. And a guy dribbles one off the tee <gasps> and he goes, Ooh, that's a dicky do. And the guy, you know, knew what <laughs> uh, it was. And it's funny. like, shut up, you little shit. And I'm that's like, funny. shut up, you dumbass. Well, something, something you definitely do, <laughs> which, which, I'm mean, obviously you're trying to get better at this stuff, but not all the time are you better at it. It's like you'd hit, like t- to most people. Oh really, yeah, we talked really about nice, this with Andre. Really, we talked a, about this a really with nice Andre. drive, really nice drive down the middle. I'd be like, "Hey, good ball." I go, no, it wasn't. I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! You just hit a 275 in the fairway. Stop it." <laughs> Andre would agree with us, though. He said last time, he's like, "I feel for you, Nick. I feel. I know that's." He's like, "I left a putt a foot away, and it was people are saying good putt." I'm like, "No, it's not. That's different. It's just these balls that you you, no, you hit. You, you hit a ball in the middle of the fairway. That's I'm way getting down better there. at it. Yeah, like, good shot." Coaching has helped. No, it no it Coaching has helped though because I watch Child. these kids hit bad shots and I laugh at it. And they're like, "It's not funny." I'm like, "It's funny," and then they giggle. Yeah. And I, I try to do my best to take a page out of that book. But uh, so this golf course, Charlie, my parents would uh, drop me off usually at eight in the morning, and pick me up at six at dark. We'll say. Yeah. And I'd play thirty six, fifty four holes walking push pull cart my parents would send me to the golf course with two dollars and a gatorade because golf golf course gatorade was more expensive than uh heb gatorade so i'd take my own gatorade i'd get two bucks the two bucks would get me a snicker bar and a burrito or one, breakfast tacos or breakfast tacos. no i didn't get that that was that was a luxury for those <laughs> cimarron kids and uh i would i would get my burrito at lunch i'd get my snicker in the afternoon but i'd drink my gatorade and i have to refill it all day and uh <laughs> it was so funny. This isn't funny. So I'm, I'm nine, maybe 10. And I had gotten used to playing with old people that I didn't know and uh, made friends with a bunch of winter Texans that were probably friends with my grandparents and, uh, playing, playing, playing. It's 95 degrees out in Texas in the middle of well, beginning of summer. And the golf course would let me go behind you. Not cause I'd run out of change. I didn't want to use my ball markers. So I, they'd let me use the, uh, course phone 
It's like calling, calling my mom's beeper, calling my mom's beeper, calling the house phone, 956-330. Oh, that's my phone. What was our 5809601? That was our old phone number. No answer, no answer, no answer, no answer. Well, my dad's like appendix burst or something the week before. So I had to fucking walk home five miles and I'm walking down 495 or whatever road that is pulling my purple bag with a pull cart and <laughs> two and a half miles down the road. These old people are like, that's Nick. So they, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I'm walking home. <laughs> my parents won't answer the phone. I don't know what they're doing. So they gave me a ride home. Turns out they're at the hospital. You were in, excuse me, surgery or something. Again, don't bully old people. They'll help you out if you need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be nice, man. Oh, Pete Starks. Pete Starks hopefully listens to this. This was uh, He taught me that there's no such thing as race. Nice. And I'm friends with him on Facebook to this nice. day. He's a big, big black guy. He always treated me like an older brother back yeah. then. Um, had a lot of good memories out of it. Charlie, you got some stories. About you? Yeah, let's hear on you. <clears throat> I mean... I don't know how many hubcaps you're down on, One. on golf carts, but you, you, you break a hubcap from here and there. Um, I've seen you. I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen you say some really awful words, um, you know, swear words. You know, you can't, you can't, don't be. Don't I don't be, know where he learned those words. Yeah, we didn't use those words in our house. You should be fucking swearing on the golf course, Nick. It's just, it's wrong. You know, my, my stories are all throwing clubs and throwing marshmallows out and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are my stories, really. Well, and the funny thing about that throwing <laughs> clubs and stuff is, you know, since I've, <clears throat> Never I basically don't have any temper at all, and <gasps> and uh, on the golf course now, and yeah. I'll tell Nick, I says, yeah, I know your temper's bad, but you aren't even come close to what I was, and which for a lot of listeners, it's like, really, I've never seen you do anything. But you know, I got a lot of friends that could tell you how many clubs i threw up in a tree when i was a kid and i broke a putter three times and would ride my bicycle to the local blacksmith to have him weld yeah. it and, and I, I was really bad but out at indian Hills, that's why i learned how to fix clubs because it's just cheaper <laughs> the it's cheaper to not break right. the breakfast taco thing when i moved back here <clears throat> to okaboji and joined it uh indian hills because it's a hundred bucks <laughs> And we had an episode there. Chris the cart Lee. girl, cart girl comes by and it's like, "Where's the breakfast tacos?" And of course, they didn't know what I was talking about. And it's like, "So Indian Hills, if you want us to plug us, you need to get those breakfast tacos out there." That would be fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of plugs, uh, went and renegotiated some terms with some some great sponsors of uh, a Good Miss podcast. Mm -hmm. Went to the tobacco shop the other day, and I always like going in there because I talk gives me a break from work, and I could talk to Charles for an hour. Dude's just class act. But I went in there and I said, hey, uh, how about this? What if we, everybody that comes in here and mentions a good miss? Yeah, go 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 take a leak. Everybody that goes in there and mentions a good miss get 10% off their purchases. He's like, I love it. So if you're out in Okaboji, what all do they have there? Well, I mean, they got liquor, wine, beers, cigars, vapes, CBD. Sam's back. Sam, Sammy's back. He's an uh, expert. They've got, yeah, so all of those things, I mean, any type of, any type of tobacco product, uh, you know, any type of liquor, 
They've got a huge selection of everything. Uh, if you get in there and you're lucky enough to see the little dog, it's not a little dog, but it's, it's a big a, dog. Usually he's out in the dog. car. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a great place to get all of your, all of your supplies for if you're just having a few beers, if you're trying to get hammered, if you're going to sit around with some cigars, um, they've got good glass whiskey. Of wine. They, uh, yeah, they've got, they've got everything. They've got, you need they've there. got everything. And our sign is in there. It's just tucked behind a couple things, but, uh, Ask for Charles, ask for Jamie, ask for Sam. Tell them the guys from a good miss sent you and you'll get 10% off everything or your purchase. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just encourage to go to that store. That It's family owned. It's local. It's small. It's awesome. And they'll take care of you. You're you going to make and, a friend going and, in there. You know, and, and, and add to that, we got this we got this construction kicking up again here. So, you yep. know, local things like that uh, are going to struggle because uh, it's going to be hard to turn in and out of places. Uh so just remember that when you're, when you're like, when you're like me, all pissed off sitting in traffic with the, with the construction going on. I mean, those, those places are hurting more than they should. So go out of your way. If you're in Arnold's Park, Iowa, go out of your way to stop at the tobacco shop because they're great people. And, uh, like I said, 10% off. That's, it's a pretty good deal. 10%. I'll take, I'll take 10% of that. Why anything, not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Dad had to go to the bathroom and that's perfect because our ad reads over. Um, I had one here. Drop me off. Picking me up the dark. Setting down the glow. These are all tips. Um, oh, yeah. Northwest Dam. This has probably been three or four years ago. I was like one under through seven holes, and dad came out and watched. And this is the only time he ever really did this, but I hit one into the trees, couldn't find it. I think somebody picked up my ball and kind of lost my shit, and you just left. <laughs> and then you rattled off a bunch of birdies. I don't know if I did, but yeah, you did. You you did real well after that, <laughs> which which goes to the Arizona story. <laughs> which one's that? Nationals? Yeah, I was going to save this for last, and uh, your mom won't appreciate this at all. But I love this story, and it was when you were at Nationals in uh, Arizona Junior College Tournament, and uh, she and I, neither one of us were the best version of ourselves during that year. But uh, we had that conversation the other night. Yeah, over we we were. We didn't even walk together to watch him because she would walk on one side of the fairway and I would walk on the other side of the fairway. And I didn't know what was going on. And he was, yeah, he was throwing temper tantrums right and left and, and I couldn't take it anymore. And finally I just freaking went up to the tee box and just reamed him a new one. I mean, I just chewed him up one side and down the other. And she knew what I was doing, and she was absolutely furious at me, which, you know, I understand that, too. And at the end of the – oh, after that, he rattled off a whole string of birdies. Five it in was, a row. It was like a Phil Mickelson thing. And at the end of the round, we're all standing there together and talking about the round. And he said in front of her, he said to me, he goes – Thank you for doing that. I really needed that. Yeah, you and of get course, pissy. You need somebody like to said, check you. Like I said, at that point in our relationship, I was like, yeah. Yeah, take that. <laughs> so sorry about that. But uh, No, it's true. It, uh, it did I happen. wish somebody would yeah. check me sometimes. Normally, yeah. I would never recommend that, but at that point, it did work. I mean, I, I have to. Me. I mean, even at the – even at the – I mean, Me? I tried not to, but even at the, the Cherokee match play, you got – you got a little bit out of hand. I was two down through three, and I was like, fuck, this is over. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And then it probably ended up being the best match of the whole tournament. It, it, it was, yeah, it was it was definitely one of the better ones. But, yeah, you were getting pissy because, you know, it's just like, well, what you would say to those high school kids. I mean, you can't – it's just next one. 
It's the next one. You got to hit Cold the next. Fish. Yeah, yeah. Cold just fish just forget about the damn thing. I mean, quit. Because if you if you stay tense like that, and you, that's all you got in your brain, you're not going to hit another good shot. You're just not going to hit another good shot. I'm looking so forward to that golf tournament this year. Yeah, it's going to be great. Golly, be great. dude. I've got like six people that are going to play. Yeah, it's good great. golfers, it's a great too. Tournament. I'm, I'm looking forward. I, I look forward to that one every And Dreckman. Dreckman was fun. I saw him a while back. And yeah, it was Nick's like, a good player. Um, okay, I've got a couple more here. Yeah, I just have a couple more, too. Oh, we finally developed a handicap system because I got to a certain age where he couldn't beat me anymore. So, right. except I, at the par three course that I lived. Yeah, in. he lived on a par three course. That wasn't fair. <laughs> well, you, you, you could you, you had to use a tee. You uh, couldn't Nick, even put the Nick, ball. Nick, all there. this, you know, we'll be we'll be playing league at Brooks. Like, this isn't fair. I gotta <laughs> I gotta give I gotta give this many strokes. Not anymore. Dude. It's not the first couple That's years. A pretty we played, good I, Yeah. Well, he gets all pouty face. <laughs> not so. anymore. I haven't gotten pouty yeah, face like you're that. You're pouty. Look at you right now. Look at him right now. I'll sit here. I'll sit here and take your fucking firing squad. Daniel pouts over here. Like, had a bad day. No, the only one I ever bitch about is Cole Johnston. Is a two, and then we go. He's not a two. He's a scratch, and right. I have to give him two shots. It's like I'm not gonna beat you giving you two shots. Right. Um. Oh yeah, this goes back to uh, when they would come and watch me golf. He would have to hide. Yeah, he would have to hide behind stuff to film me, and then like choose what he'd want to develop when he filmed. So there might be a Nick throwing a club or a tantrum, and uh, I'd look around, and I remember at Los Lagos, for example, we were on number nine, and Dad can't find him, can't find him, can't find him. Turns out he after the match or after the round, he's like, "Oh no, I left. I was sick of watching you be a baby." One of my favorite ones is, well, not even close to favorite, but it's a funny one. When you were probably middle school or early high school and you'd play or you'd play all day and then get a ride home from Cody. Cody Oates. Cody Oates. It's like a cereal. Cody Oates would come bring him home and he'd tell me about how he, he you know, I, oh, I got a wedge from Cody for five bucks or whatever. I don't know the story. But we anyway, literally had this conversation and, the and other day. He goes, he goes. God, I reached down in the side pocket of the dry, of the passenger side door, and there's like, like, like a wad, twenty grand, like a wad, a wad of cash. And I go, why in the heck would he have a wad of cash in it? And he goes, why? I go, what's his dad do? And he goes, well, I don't know. I don't know what his dad do. He told me once his dad was a bookie. And I go, do you know what a bookie is? And he goes, no, I don't know what a bookie is. So I said. I had to sit him down and explain to him what a bookie was. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Cody. I think, he's, I think he's dead. So or in jail. <laughs> no, Cody's doing very successful. I'm still no, I'm friends with him. Dad. Oh no, I think he, I think he passed away. <laughs> Regardless, Cody it was great playing with you growing up because, like I right. said, Austin right. Matthews uh, was commenting and he goes, "Oh, Nick, how many clubs you break?" I was like, "That's why it was so great having Cody Oates because he'd have all the new shit." All the brand new drivers. That's what made me think of it. And uh, if ever I needed something fixed, I'd just go to his house and then he'd fix it for me. But what's funny about that, too, is in high school, we'd all, you didn't know that. Maybe you did. Um, why the Ranger, Danger Ranger, smelled like cigarettes. Um, we would go out. I remember one day, me and Cody Oates, he was the smoker of the team, along with a couple others of cigarettes. And, and uh, we had a pack of cigarettes, pack of Marlboro Lights, and we had one match. <laughs> So we you just got to keep chain. You can keep the chain going, baby. We just fucking chain uh, yeah. for nine holes. Yeah. We're like, how you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Suck them down, man. Yeah. Couple, of, couple of holes. It's like Coach Rodriguez would come around. We'd like hide our cigarettes behind the fucking trees. And- yeah. Don't let that thing go out. We have to. That's oh, funny. Though, that's that, funny. It, just chain the whole thing. It was. It was. That was numerous times, too. God, we, how bad do you feel the next day after you after you do something like that? I was yeah. 16. I oh, felt great. Man. 
Yeah, but I suppose your lungs are doing fine then. You do something like that now, you're you're uh, you better call a paramedic. God, that was serious. <laughs> this kid had every golf club you could think of. Everything that was new, it was like, all right, perfect. I get used clubs. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, this is funny. This is kind of a uh, one where I lived on the golf course, so I made a lot of friends with people, and uh, I'd go out. Wouldn't need a tea time when you'd need a tea time, and then we'd go play occasionally. <sighs> or need balls or something hitting balls and i'm like putting or i'm at the driving range and he would come out you tell it yeah i this happened a lot where you played so much golf and i would go out there maybe once a week like said our sunday morning thing was was pretty regular and you and i would go out and i'd go like any dad i'd go into the clubhouse like i'm gonna pay and which was three dollars yeah yeah (laughs) I'd go up to the counter to pay and they'd start to charge me and then Nick would walk in and stand beside me and and they'd go, Who's this? I said, This is my son and they'd they'd say, Oh, then you it's nothing, it's free, go ahead. So it's the dad getting free golf because of the twelve year old son, which usually it's supposed to be the opposite, right? right. And every time we'd walk out of the clubhouse and I'd just look at him and go, You little shit. <laughs> And I had learned a lot of, I learned respecting the people that I played with growing up. And it's like, I remember one time there's this par five dog leg left. It was 10, 11, 12, 13. Let me see. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 was a dog leg left and you cut the corner at Sherry Golf Course. And I remember one time I was like 13 years old and there was a couple from Indiana and they played out there all the time and they were great, great people and they were taking too long. That was the one where it like funneled. There were two mounds mm-hmm. coming into the green and I had 225 out and I hit a five wood and it bounced in their cart when they were in it and they lost their shit. Came back, they're screaming at me. At this point, I, I had enough like self-respect for myself where I was like, you guys need to speed up. I'm not going to take your shit. I didn't say that, but I was like, oh, I'm sorry, whatever. So they sped off. They went in the clubhouse and they complained to Pete Starks, this big black guy. And uh, Pete's like, who hit it in you? I'm like, I don't know. This little kid freaking had a Sherry Lane golf bag. Well, that's Nick. I'll introduce you to him. They're like, okay, whatever. So I come in the clubhouse after my round and they're in the fucking clubhouse steaming still. And Pete's like, pulls him over. He's like, hey, Nick, did you hit into some people today? I was like, yeah, they were taking too long. They were in the way. They were parking their cart in the middle of the fairway, and then they were getting their coin purses out, and they were fucking buying drinks. It was like their terrible etiquette. And uh, like Grandma Betty. And uh, he goes, oh, let me introduce you to him. So he pulls them out of the bar, and they're like, come over here. And we, he, they're like, next time, just wait. And I told them, I was like, next time, just park your cart on the way to the next hole and be a little respectful for the people behind you. 12 years old, telling that to like people in their 70s. And... I became great friends with these people, played with them a, a lot. And every time I go out to the golf, golf course, they'd give me a crown royal bag of golf balls, which was cool. Except I, at the beginning of that story, I would have reamed you out because you know me where you'd hit into people and I'd say, you never worked on a golf course. You never worked on a golf course and had people hitting into you all day. And I'd ream you out for that. And, but we also lived in the yeah. valley where there's fucking just not, nothing but assholes. Oh, there's a wild west you, down there. Yeah, you hit a ball and it's like you hit it in the other fairway. It's gone because people I mean, We are saw fist fights in fairways. Oh, yeah. You yeah. couldn't play in. You've ever seen these things that have come up recently where the people are shooting like 48s and everybody's bitching 
like in a best shot. And they're playing from the tips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like somebody will come in with a 56 and you'll think you'll win. And then these people come in with a 48 and it's a bunch of pot belly idiots. With oh, the four-man scrambles down there yeah. were so unfair. They cheated. They just cheated. Cheated, right? cheated, And no cheated. offense to the Valley, but I'm sorry. It was and bad. down there, everybody played the tips. It yeah. was a real macho thing. You were like, less than a man if you didn't play the tips. Yeah. Like, and you I, don't play yeah. the blues ever, do you? No, I don't. Because not, you're not good I'm not enough. good enough it's to just, play And it's blues. not even a slam on if, you. No, if I started shooting even all the time, I would play the blues sometimes. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I just don't, there's no reason for me to play the blues because I, what, what tournaments am I? That wouldn't be fun for you. It would be the same exact fucking thing, but I would shoot how many strokes worse. Well, and at, the, at, you know? at Sherry, you would have played I'm, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle half the time regardless. So yeah. it would just, I mean, it would be added a ton of strokes to my, to my game, which isn't something that I'm trying to, yeah, there's no reason for me to play tips at all. No, mm. and you don't. No. But down there, everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. I got a rant Uh-oh. about down there. Okay, great. This is a I rant. thought we were just doing that. No, it's a rant and it's a golf rant. It's now I'm up to high school, the high school years where uh, you were a freshman and uh, you were fifth man on varsity. Uh, freshman, I wouldn't have been. I would have been. In- you occasionally jumped into fifth man. Sophomore year. No, it was freshman. Okay. So anyway, um, you went to practice every day and, and then, but the quarterback of the football oh, team, yeah. and I'm going to say his name. This is a sophomore, Jarrett Von Rosenberg. Yeah, Jarrett Von Rosenberg. And you know what? I had him for a student and I had a lot of a, utmost respect for his athletic ability. He was our neighbor. But he and I used to butt heads in PE from, from kindergarten and we butted heads all the time. Like I said, I have the utmost respect for his athletic ability and he was a very good neighbor and his family was good and good kid and everything, but but he was quarterback, and if there was a golf tournament on Saturday and he wanted to play in it, the your wonderful coach, being sarcastic, would put him in and it would bump you to JV. Yeah. And so your mom and I decided to go in and, and go to bat for you like a couple Karens. And uh, we sat down with the athletic director and said, this is bullshit. He never goes to practice how come he gets to play in this tournament and he said well he goes to practice he goes to football practice every day and we said well by that (laughs) i know by that (laughs) logic that means nick can go to golf practice every day and on friday night start as quarterback and they said no it doesn't work that way and i said well the way you're talking it sounds to me like it does work that way and they shut us down and you never played varsity another tournament that year they right. took care of us real quick and we learned just there's nothing you can do about it i was telling somebody else the other day about a story very similar to that and it was uh golly i can't remember but it was along those lines yeah it wasn't cuz i was white and the other valley story about golf was the uh, driving the MG to school. That's not golf. Well, it kind of ties into golf because uh, we had an MG midget the size of this a table, seventy-seven MG midget that was a piece of crap that they bought on Ragbri. And in Texas, you have to get your car uh, inspected every year and put a sticker on the windshield. And I never did. Yes, and you did. No, I didn't. So you drove. You wanted to drive to school on the first day of school, and I said sure, but it does an inspi- expired inspection sticker. And so you drove it, and sure enough, you got pulled over for being white. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So down there, if you're in, if you're a minor, you have to go to what's called teen, teen, oh, okay, yeah. teen court, which is a real thing. And your parent has to go with you, and it's a real court, and there's real consequences. 
And so after school, our appointment was to go to court. And Nick came straight from the golf course and he's wearing tailored shorts, a golf shirt. He still has his golf shoes on. He's got hair that looks like a soccer player, you know, and everybody else in court that day is a thug. And every one of them like comes from La Jolla and they're wearing their pants halfway down their ass. Uh, and, mission. Uh, wife beater t-shirts and their moms look like crack whores. And- Jesus. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So anyway, we go in there and the bailiff is standing at the door where you walk into the courtroom and Nick's dressed like he came out of GQ. I wasn't. but <laughs> You just got done teaching. The guy wouldn't let us into the courtroom. And I go, why not? He says, because he's wearing shorts. And yeah. It's disrespectful to the judge where everybody else looks like a gangsta thug, right? right? So he lets us in and we sit down and, and I'm freaking fuming, right? So I have it all planned out. I'm going to go up to the judge. And no, I'm, no, no. The biggest part about it was it said on the sign going in the courtroom, it said yeah. no shorts, no tattoos, no nothing. And this fucking cop had a sleeve. Sleeve. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, you can't come in. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So we go in there and I'm mad and I, uh, I, I have my plan. I'm going to go up to the judge and say... Listen, Judge, I understand if he if it was his car and his responsibility, that's one thing, but it's my car. It's my responsibility to get the inspection sticker. Just find just find me and let's right. move on. So I get up there and they make you stand behind your kid. The kid has to stand in front. And so Nick goes up there and I'm standing there waiting to say my two cents worth and the and the judge goes, What's your name? And he goes, Nick Thomas Christensen, and there again, I'm thinking, oh, Dumbass. Think, still thinks his name's Thomas. <laughs> anyway, the judge goes, where do you go to school? He says, Sherry Land. He goes, well, you, there's a mark in the book. Yeah. He that goes, was you involved in any extracurricular activities? And he goes, yeah, I sing in the choir and I play on the golf team. And he goes, okay, uh, your punishment is 15 hours of community service at the Sherry Golf Course. Which I was, and I was so, so you didn't say a damn word. I then. didn't say a yeah. damn word. But then the other thing about teen court is they don't let you leave. They make you go back and sit down and listen to every single oh, other God, case. I'm sure you Chris Towers is in there. Yeah, he was. So, so we go back and sit down and I'm still thinking, what a joke. What a joke that they gave him community service at the golf course, his favorite place in the world, right? So then we sat there and listened, and everyone that got up after us was a thug with a with a hooker mom, and the moms are saying to the judge, just stick him in juvie. Just stick him in juvie. I don't want it. And Nick and, oh Nick and I, God. our eyes look like quarters, and we're like, holy shit, man. Chris Stowers, a buddy of mine's in there, too. He's looking back, yeah. and he's like, these people, we don't belong here. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> he's white. I still got thinking, well, this is still bullshit, because... But they actually gave them all community service, but Nick was the only one that got a cush one, and Chris. He didn't know that. But everybody else was, like, picking up trash in the ditches and stuff like that. And I thought, well, that's still bullshit that they're not collecting a fine. And then a friend of mine that that has lived there his whole life said, we don't understand. The reason they don't find them is because they'd never get the money. They'd never get it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it really was a life lesson for both of us, too. So I get to the golf course. With my oh, yeah, fucking, this is funny. With my time sticker. Can you sign this? <laughs> They're like, what is this? I'm like, I got to do community service. They're like, for what? I don't know. So what did they do? They, they had an old like lost and found closet with thousands of golf clubs in there. They're like, well, do you want to go organize that closet? I'm like, yep. So I went and I picked all the bags out, went through all the clubs, made like 19 freaking different sets of golf clubs. I learned operational stuff behind the desk. 
and helped him organize a tournament. It was just like going to clock You're into so work. privileged. And you told me. You're right. <laughs> you told me while you were working in there one day that some Winter Texans came in and they asked like Pete or, or Steve, the other guy in the clubhouse. He died. They said, like, what's what's that kid doing in there? Oh, he's doing community service. And the Winter Texans were like, that's the trouble with America's youth today. They're all <laughs> they're all worthless and no good. And then Pete or Steve, whoever was working, kind of lit into them and said, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. And they stuck up for you there, too. Yeah, I was. It was a blue-collar course. Yeah, it was a Winter Texan course. It was yeah. great. I loved it. Was it was blue-collar. Nice. Loved it. Made some of my best friends were old people. Yeah. It's my only friends. <laughs> still. Still. Yeah. Well, I, I got, I got one more. All right, let's go. Is, I don't have any. This more. is recent. It was oh, like no. last year. I, I, I substitute league at uh, Brooks every now and then, and yeah. and I I always told Nick when I'd come home after subs league, I said, you know what's freaking disgusting is these guys that hit on the beer cart girl. Oh, oh my god! Fuck. Don't yeah. say any names. Yeah, no, I don't, don't say names. names. <laughs> no, I, it's pretty pretty benign. But he'd I'd say, I'm God. These guys that hit on the beer girls. And then so one one day I was substituting league and and I don't know if I was in your group or we were on the same tee box and the beer girl was there and I went over to the beer girl because I knew her. Right. I knew her from this? work. Yeah. And I'm over there talking to the beer girl. Nick's like yelling at me, hey, quit hitting on the beer girl. <laughs> <laughs> you creepy old man. Felicia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, that's all No, I got. we got a couple of those that's guys out there that have no clue that they're they're not into you, bro. Yeah, uh, it happens in every course. It does. Duh. Well, that was fun. Yeah, and we're we're going on an hour twenty minutes. I hope yeah. the people from the valley, we're never going back. So who gives a shit if we piss them off or not? <laughs> Golly, and we could go on for days. I feel like there's uh, the BB gun and the hot tub party that people probably want to hear about, but that's that's yeah. a different story. I had a oh dude, check this out. One time. I had a pet duck named Larry. <laughs> Jesus, Larry the duck. Here we <laughs> go. After Larry Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a white beard. Uh, he, so I had a golf tournament. Mom had a marathon at like San Antonio or something. And I had a golf tournament in San Antonio or Austin. Do you remember this? Maybe. Well, I had this pet duck named Larry and he followed God, me everywhere. He was a great duck. Oh, yeah. Great duck. He was. He best, no, he, best imprinted, duck. he imprinted on us. Yeah, because be he'd be watering the yard and the duck would follow him around. Yeah. Best best duck he's ever had. Yeah. And uh, best duck. go to this golf tournament Larry and they go to like duck. Corpus or Austin or something for my mom's marathon. And the duck, I get home, the duck's gone. And uh, Dinner. So, yeah. No. It was, a, it was a baby duck. <laughs> oh. Didn't even get to white feathers. And these fucking assholes killed it. Burned it alive. Had a party at our house. Smoke their cigarettes, and that's how well, I knew. This is a terrible story. It's a terrible story. Yeah, I was so was mad because Jonathan Havener had a duck too. His name was Forrest. Because is that what they really do down fast. there? Is have ducks? <laughs> no, we just went to the farm store one day. And we we're like, you got ducks? There's a farm store. Yeah, it's like a Menards or like a Bongars. Uh, you get like little baby chickens. I yeah, you brought the duck home. I did from oh, okay. the, from the farm store in Mission. And I didn't uh, Peggy as a as a uh, as a duck, duck guy? guy yeah, ducks are okay. great. And it was a great duck, but uh, yeah, those assholes, they, they went over there and they fucking killed it. Yeah. Those dicks. But not Jonathan Hayner's. His name was Forrest because he ran real fast. Yeah. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with that, Charlie. Hey, I had a good time. You lo- learned about Nick's childhood? Yeah, a little why bit. why I am the way I am? A little bit, yeah. Stunned your growth a little bit, but I, I get it. Um, we got we to gotta shout out one more. What's up? American premium vodka. Oh, yeah. We got cases on the way. Cases of American 
premium vodka. Yeah, it's what American needs right now. It's vodka. Vodka. I love vodka. I don't I know. know if you guys knew this. Andre said it's good stuff. Hey, Our I'm friend in. Terry Cook started his own vodka brand. It's called American Premium Vodka. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it. I'll, I will drink it. Yeah. Well, once we actually yeah. have video, we'll set a bottle here. And yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna well, be good. And then there was one other thing I want to say. I don't think we I don't think we mentioned this on the last one. Um, one of one of I don't know. It's probably one of your favorite golf movies. One of my favorite comedy <laughs> movies. Uh, Chubbs Peterson. Oh yeah. Carl Chubbs. Weathers passed away. Yep. So we wanted to give a shout out to yeah. to. Carl Weathers, because all in the hips. Yeah, Chubbs. He was a boxer too. He was. He was. Uh, yeah. He died though. He uh, he did, and uh, yeah, he was in the Rocky movies and whatnot. But yeah, just Apollo. Uh, Apollo Creed, man. They're coming out with Apollo Four. Creed, Creed Four. Creed Four. Those are yeah. good movies. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. But yeah, so he was. Uh, yeah, he he passed away, and that was a huge uh, huge golf movie for me. I loved that movie and a comedy as well with mm-hmm. Sandler and whatnot. So, Price is wrong. R.I.P. <laughs> so Lewis. we didn't get into my dad's world travel stuff that's yeah. this is a golf podcast we'll do that another time uh yeah. there's other podcasts out there that want to have him on talk about that cool stuff give him a call uh what do you think charlie it was a good miss it was a good miss good miss wait Thanks no if you're gonna miss make it a good one cheers see you